0: let their actions speak louder than their relationship in their past relationship timeline
1: (laughs) hi guys welcome back to mostly balanced with mia and carly hi everyone welcome back
0: we're here again with a solo episode our new favorites
1: Yes, I'm so excited for the solo episode. We're going to dive into listener questions that we got this past week on Instagram. We had a lot of common threads this week, so excited to get into them.
0: Yes, I feel like that happens a lot. Like that one week, every single question we got was about getting back together with an ex, telling an, an ex, ex yeah. you still have feelings for them. It was a whole theme. And yeah. this week, we got a lot on the honeymoon phase, which we'll dive into.
1: Yeah, we definitely will. In terms of new things, last week I forgot to mention that I just swapped out my filter for my Jolie, which I've talked about in the past. I had first talked about it, I think, back in March when I moved into my new apartment, which I guess isn't like new anymore. But it was one of the first things I did when I moved in because I had the Jolie filter sitting there for so long before I moved. And so I was so excited to get it installed. It's basically a water filter that you put inside your shower head. It is a shower head, but it has a filter inside of it. And I had watched like so many before and after videos on Instagram. That was like how I first found the product. And I learned that the water that you use in your shower, obviously, if like you filter the water you drink, you should be also filtering the water in your shower because it really impacts your skin and your hair. And I was completely sold. So I got it and the difference that I've seen has been crazy. Like I actually stopped taking the hair supplements that I've been taking before and I didn't see any shedding come back after that. Because I've been Mm. using this, I see even less shedding than I did when I was using my supplements, which like I would prefer to just have clean water versus having to like take a supplement you know what i mean like if it's something that's easily fixable right but the biggest difference that i I mean i've seen a huge difference in my hair especially over the summer i let it air dry now and it's not frizzy at all but the biggest difference has been in my skin because my skin is definitely prone to redness and so i always felt like i had to put some type of like tinted moisturizer on even if i wasn't wearing makeup just to like even out my skin tone and i can tell like a huge impact the water even like feels cleaner and my skin doesn't have like that like tight feeling after you get out of the shower when it just feels like you're like dying to moisturize Mm. like all over but my face too and I haven't had like any breakouts it got to the point where I was like I hate washing my face in the sink because it like my skin just like feels different after using the sink water versus the filtered shower water but long story short so there's a filter inside of the shower head and I've talked about this before so you can skip ahead if you want to but if you're new here there's a filter inside the shower head it makes the water super clean but you do have to change the filter so that's like the only thing that's annoying it's really easy to change you literally just unscrew the shower head and swap out the filter, but you have to do it every three months. So since I put it in in March, it was time to change it in June. And then I forgot that I didn't order the subscription last time. So then I was waiting like three weeks. And I could tell already like right away, I could tell my skin was like starting to get like a redness back. I live in New York City. So the water is definitely like significantly less clean than other places. But as soon as then I swapped it out, it already started feeling better again. So if you guys haven't like taken a look at the water in your area, there's certain there's like a website you can like put in your zip code and it tells you how clean the water is. I'm telling you, if you live in New York, it's definitely not clean. (laughs) Most places it isn't, but it's not that expensive considering the difference that it makes. And I'll put a link in the show notes, but I definitely recommend getting one. It also looks super cute.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I need to, I still have it. I still have the one that you gave me and Dan hasn't installed it yet. So I need to get him on that immediately, but I can't wait to try it.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it is really easy to install. I did Sean did mine but like my friend like Chelsea you know Chelsea she like did hers on her own you really literally just unscrew it and then screw it back on so it's very very easy it comes with this like cute little wrench that makes it even easier <laughs> but highly yeah. highly recommend I wanted to give that update because I feel like I was like singing its praises from the first day I got it but now four months in a long term difference is huge and it's one of those things that I'm not doing anything different in my routine I'm just showering the same but it's giving me different results just from filtering the water
0: yeah it's crazy I need to I'm gonna make Dan do that this week but any anyway. Anyway, I don't really have a new product. I was just on family vacation for a week. So I was out in Amagansett and I just had, I feel like just kind of unplugged completely from work and everything and just spent time with my family. I have, three sisters, and I have four nieces and nephews. So they were all out there with me. But I went to New York Pilates in East Hampton. I played tennis twice. We went out to some good dinners and just had so much fun. So not really any new products that I was trying. Although I did also in the hair category, I did bring out with me and I had been using also like letting my hair air dry every shower. And I was using that K18 hair mask. Mm. And you'd put that in your hair after you shower, or after you, you just shampoo in the shower, then do not condition. And then you towel dry and you put in this hair mask and you, after you let it sit for like four or five minutes, you can style your hair. But then with the air drying, I feel like my hair just feels so much healthier and better after this week. So two hair recommendations this week. Yes, I love it. Have you been watching it just like that? No, I haven't started that. I'm going to watch that when Dan goes away. <laughs> but I am reading a book that I really, really love. Another great part of family vacation and just being at the beach and hanging out by the pool was just reading and not being on my phone so much. So I'm reading romantic comedy and my sister gave it to me. It's by Curtis Sittenfeld. And shes uh, I have never read any of her books, but my sister has read a bunch of them. She wrote Prep and several others, which You might recognize the names, but it's so good. It's basically based on Saturday Night Live about a comedy writer who writes for Saturday Night Live and then her relationships with cast members and then a romantic love interest. But it's so fun. I like can't put it down. Mm. And it's fun to hear. It's like completely based on Saturday Night Live. So it's like so fun to get behind the scenes of like how their week goes and how like learn more about the schedule and learn about how like that show comes to life. So it is a really fun summer read i'm
1: definitely gonna check it out i guess we can just get right into the episode the first question that i wanted to talk about ended up snowballing into a few different questions so we got a question last week on thursday when we put up our ask us anything box i actually think we did it on saturday this week but it's usually on thursday so someone said so scared of the honeymoon phase ending how to prevent slash prepare and i answered this question but what would you have said
0: I just think it's funny how they worded this question of, like, there's going to be one day the honeymoon phase just ends, and they have yeah. to prepare. I feel
1: like – What should I stock up on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I- – Like, I honestly don't even feel like you'll notice when the honeymoon stay. I don't know. I mean, you will, but it's like this. It feels like it's such a stark difference. And it's really not because your relationship will be changing in many other ways that are beneficial. Like you become like you're in a longer term relationship. You're closer in other ways. You're probably like doing more things that you will do in a long term relationship than you would have in the first six months. So I think like, yes, the honeymoon phase might end, but you're also like just in barking on a long relationship with someone that always will have new fun and exciting milestones. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when the honeymoon stage ends. But what are you concerned about? Like having sex less or like just like having rose colored glasses on and not like arguing as much. Like I'm not sure what this person is calling the honeymoon phase, but I think there's just ways to like keep up that romance or keep up that spark in your relationship. But what was your answer?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I totally agree with everything you just said. And it was very similar to what I said when I answered it on Instagram. But I think about it in like a couple of different ways, because I agree. I think that there's not like one day where it just, oh, it ended and now it's a completely different relationship. But I do think that there are like, every, I feel like everyone I know who's married or in a really long term relationship has randomly said to me at one point or another, like, oh, so and so like doesn't like me as much as they used to anymore. And I feel like that's like such a normal feeling yeah. to have because in the beginning, somebody might be like, not to like the love bombing extent, but like really coming on a lot stronger with like how into you they are or you can like really tell and it's fresh and it's new and they love everything about you and everything's perfect and so i think it can be difficult when like that those things kind of start to die down but I really do agree with the fact that in the best relationships, I don't think it ever really fully does like go away. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to be 24 seven every day. Like it might be for the first six months or a year, or however long honeymoon phase lasts, but it will come in waves. Like when a big milestone happens or like when there's just like a random week that things are going so well and you just like feel like you're back in the honeymoon phase. Like that should, I feel like happen from time to time. And so those, yeah. and then every other like time throughout the relationship, I think it's definitely a red flag if you're like, constantly arguing and things are like night and day between what it was when you first met the ability to like get past that part means that you're moving into like the actual like real part of the relationship where you can actually get a feel for like who this person is and what life would be like with them. Like they're not on their like perfect best behavior all the time. Or you might start to realize like little things they do that you didn't in the beginning that might bother you. Or like you might feel like you're like on their nerves more than you were before. But I think that's just all normal because you're starting to realize the other one isn't perfect. And those are things that you're still going to like, you're still going to like, like them or love them or whatever it is, like, even though you realize that they're not like this, like person that you might have put on a pedestal.
0: Yeah. I think if you never get out of the honeymoon phase, you're never really experiencing like a real relationship with a real person where you're on seeing all sides of them and like navigating conflict. And I, I totally, I I can relate to that. The beginning of a relationship is great. And the person's so into you and is on their best behavior and always telling you how much they love you and everything's wonderful. And looking back when things do get real or you do have more conflict or like little things. Get under their skin that you do, and you do kind of feel like they used to be obsessed with me, and now they're not. And that's just a re- becoming a real relationship. But I mm-hmm. like from experience, like getting engaged, kind of re-sparked yeah. the honeymoon phase, or even moving in together, getting engaged, yeah. getting married, like going on a honeymoon, going on any trip. And I think knowing knowing what you love about the honeymoon phase, where you are, or like you said, just having a really good week, how can you replicate that? It could even just be like a date night on a Friday where you're planning something really special and it's different and try something new or like planning a trip or just know that those things, these feelings will come in waves. And I definitely around big milestones, like I feel I reentered a honeymoon stage when we got engaged.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like to me, that's like my favorite part of a relationship when you realize that you're not in the honeymoon phase anymore, but like you're actually in a serious committed relationship versus like that's why it's so hard to get over like a situationship or like a three month relationship because you literally never got out of that phase. So you didn't really truly get to know the person. So I think in terms of like how to prepare and what you shouldn't prevent because there's like no way to prevent the relationship just evolving. I think just realize that this means things are getting more real and also if you are having a day or a week or whatever it is that things just seem to not be like aligned or it seems to be like, oh no, like it's over. Like we're really getting on each other's nerves or whatever it is. Like just realize that that's normal too. I think the more you kind of harp on that, it's just going to keep happening and you're going to be like kind of stuck in that funk. So I think you just have to take that some days are not as good as the others and don't like carry that into the next day. Like what me is that like think about ways that you can bring sort of more of that honeymoon feeling back into it. So whether it is you realize you're not like as physically intimate as you were before, then like, bring that back into the relationship or do a date night, like Mia said. So there's a lot of different ways. Somebody else did ask. They said they never had the honeymoon phase during six months of dating. And why can't they? So I thought that was interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like uh, kind of on the opposite end of that, though, like I feel there's so many people who put on an act about their oh relationships God. or never yes. talk about the bad things, like either whether it's people you follow on Instagram or even like I have friends who like they just never really talk about anything bad that's going on in their lives. So that is harmful yes. to other people because a normal relationship, you're you're going to want to like scream at each other at times. And that's fine. That doesn't mean you're in a bad relationship or you're going to have doubts at times. That doesn't mean you're in the wrong relationship, Yeah, just a normal relationship. So I think like the honeymoon phase is great for so many reasons, but I think hearing about people's like honeymoon relationships that just yeah. like never, it, that's harmful and I think makes people really second guess themselves in their relationship when they hear things like that.
1: Yeah, I saw literally just now when I was in on a long car ride and I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw one of those classic reels where it's like a couple and they're like making dinner together and the thing is like, "Oh, when you move in with your when your best friend and you realize like every night is a date night. And it was like literally the most annoying thing. It was like all these little mo- it was, like, a montage of them like cooking dinner and like kissing while they're cooking dinner. And it was like I was waiting for there to be something like oh, yeah. and this is reality. And like some nights you're just sitting on the couch yeah. like, ordering food and like bickering. <laughs> I was like, when you move in together, yeah, that's gonna be like maybe spark a new honeymoon phase, but it's not gonna be the rest of your life, like living with your a best date friend. night every night.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous and annoying. And I think like this person, this I think this was like a guy never having the honeymoon phase of the six months. Why can't I? Any ideas? This this wording of these questions is funny to me because it's like, like a honeymoon phase is so black and white, but this person, like, I don't know if it's a bad thing because if you are having a real relationship from the, I don't know, it goes two ways because I don't think you should be fighting and having like lots of conflict and lots of arguments in the beginning. But again, I'm not really sure what he means by like not experiencing the honeymoon phase in six months, but I think if you do run into little bumps in the road or have arguments, that doesn't mean anything necessarily wrong is going on.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's exactly what you were just saying. Like I think because somebody else asked how come I can't get excited about anybody I'm dating. I think that those two people might have a very similar mindset or a very similar Instagram or TikTok feed where they're seeing all (laughs) these videos of what they're supposed to be feeling. Like I think it is like you think you're never having the honeymoon phase because like other people might be hyping it up to be this like movie romance that like you should be feeling. And I think that that's how I felt about the person who asked why they're not getting excited about anybody they're dating because... I think you're just thinking too much about how you think you're supposed to feel versus just like feeling out the moment and seeing if you like this person. And like, maybe for you, that's how you feel excited or that's how you feel love Like it doesn't have to be yes. what other people say it feels like or looks like.
0: I, yes, I a hundred percent agree with that. And kind of in the vein of that, I remember, remember when we were talking, even on this podcast, when I was going through the stages of like, when I got engaged and I was like picking out my wedding dress and I didn't cry when I put my wedding dress on and it wasn't like this big oh, romantic yes, yes. like m- movie moment where my mom was there and we were like in tears and I'm like this is the one like no I put it on and I probably had doubts and questioned it for the next like well I loved it but I I just like everything that happened like all of these milestones and things that people build up and like you see what it's supposed to be like and you have all these romanticized expectations like sometimes reality not to say anything about my experience like let me down but it was kind of like wait am I supposed to am I supposed to feel this way am I supposed to to be like crying and feel like I'm in a romantic yeah. comedy when I'm going through all of these emotions because I, I don't know it, it, it just gets in your head and you can feel like you're not experiencing something that you should be
1: yeah a thousand percent so I think just try to stay in your moment and your life and your experiences and try not to compare them to what you're seeing or what you're thinking you should be feeling
0: yeah I agree
1: which one should we do next. I
0: liked this question. He's five months out of an eight year relationship and says he's ready to date. Is that a red flag?
1: Mm-hmm. I liked that one too. I gave a very simple response of just like, let him decide if he's ready to date, unless he's giving you other red flags or other warning signals that seem it make it seem like he's not ready. Then if he says he's ready and it seems like he's ready, don't go just based on the fact that he is five months out of an eight year relationship because that's like, he could have been halfway out the door for the last right. four years. And so he might just be like, he might have been ready the day after they broke up. I don't think it's a deciding factor at all.
0: It's funny because when Dan and I started dating, I think we were each five months out of an eight year relationship. Yeah, And I know for myself, I had been so over that relationship it was on and off again for eight years. And I had completely mourned that relationship. And I'm sure there was a lot of work that I could have done on myself maybe before the relationship, but that didn't stop me from knowing that I was attracted to, wanted to date and was compatible with Dan and that I was emotionally ready to start a new relationship. Of course, there was work that I like did when I, even just this podcast, like I know that there's always like you can always say it's not the right time to be in a new relationship or start dating someone else or put myself out there because you're always a work in progress. But I, I do think just leave it up to that person to know if they are ready. And I don't I don't think there is an, a necessary amount of time between relationships that you need to like be single, because I think if you're attracted to someone and it's the right person, like it will be the right time. That's why we always say right person, wrong time, like doesn't really resonate with us. Because if it's the wrong time, it's the wrong relationship. Mm. And that's just my personal opinion. And I think it's, of course, different for other people. Maybe someone else is in an eight-year relationship and truly needs to be alone for a year before even going on a dating app. But I know for me and for Dan and like even my mom, I think my mom was like in a very serious relationship with my dad. So. It's different for other people, but you don't know where they were in terms of like getting over the relationship they were in prior and how ready they are for meeting someone new.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is that you could go out with somebody who it's been like three years since their last relationship and they could be way less ready than somebody who just broke up yeah. a seven, five months ago. Like That does not make them like a blank slate. They might have been going through all these situationships, but they don't didn't have like a recent long term relationship and they're maybe like all over the place and not ready. So I think that it doesn't matter like on paper when your last relationship was, how long it was, like your relationship history, just the amount of time it's been and how long the relationship was tells you like really nothing in my yeah. opinion about like what that person is ready for or not ready for.
0: I agree. Let their actions speak louder than their relationship. Than their past <laughs> relationship timeline. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, similarly, somebody asked six months out of a four and a half year relationship moving in one year? Is it worth dating again? So this person, I guess, just broke up with somebody six months ago, which I don't think is just literally half a year ago. Yeah, but they were with the person for four and a half years. And I guess they're feeling like they're ready to date again. But they're like, Oh, I'm moving in a year. So is it even worth it? And it kind of is very similar, in my opinion, to the question that we just answered, because I just don't think you're ever going to be like fully ready. If you're waiting for that, like perfect condition, or like you're waiting, you're you're moving in a year. So you're thinking like, you're not going to be able to date for a year I just feel like so much can happen in that amount of time you might meet somebody who would want to eventually move with you or like you might meet somebody who then you'll do long distance with like I just think if you're holding off it's kind of like the Logan Yuri thing where you're holding off for like the perfect conditions and I don't think that's ever going to happen
0: Right. I completely agree. What are you going to do? Just not put yourself out there or speak to anyone of your desired gender for an entire year because you know you're leaving. I just don't. I think just live your life and meet whoever you want to meet and go out and have fun. And exactly like you said, you just don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Somebody. Okay. So this one I thought was like really interesting because we got a few in a similar vein. So somebody said, dating for over a year, still know I love you. I refuse to say it first since I'm not sure if he or I definitely do. So there are so <laughs> many layers to this, in my opinion. Like they, yeah. when I first read it, I was like, oh, like she's just mad that she hasn't said it for a year. But then I'm like, oh, but she still doesn't know if she does. So I feel like it's like, right? I don't know. What do you think?
0: That really throws a wrench into the entire question. Because if you don't know how you feel, like if your partner said I love you tomorrow, what would you say back if you're not even sure? And If your partner is in the same boat as you, then there's a great reason that neither of you are saying I love you because it seems like you're still getting to know each other and figuring out if that's that's love. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like at six months, if you're not like kind of feeling ready to say it, then rethink the relationship. It doesn't necessarily like I have a lot of layers to uh, to unpack in this question because I also like want to talk about who should say I love you first.
1: Me too. So, I mean, I actually, for some reason, also have like the six month thing in my head where I just feel like that's, it depends like how old you are, how much time you've been spending with each other. But if you're in a relationship that you've been together for six months, you're hanging out very consistently. You both know you want something long-term. I think you should know if you love this person or not. Like, I feel like maybe right. at that point you are like, timid to say it or you're not sure you're like 100% ready to tell them yet but it should like a thousand percent be crossing your mind like pretty regularly at that point and you should know how, how strongly you feel about that person so to think about like a year in and still not being sure is like in my opinion, this just isn't the right relationship, but I do wonder if this person is just feeling like a defense mechanism of like, I don't know if I feel it either because their partner hasn't said it yet. I do Mm -hmm. understand them not wanting to say it first. Like I thought the wording was funny. Like I refuse to say it first, but I also probably wouldn't ever say it first. Like, I feel like I would want the other person to say it first because I would want to like know that they felt it so strongly that they like had to say it kind of thing. And I just wouldn't want, it's not even because I wouldn't want to say it and have them not feel it back. I just like, I don't know. I just would want, I would like love the feeling of like having, of knowing that they just like had to say it.
0: (laughs) Right. Wait, quick question. They were in a relationship for a year so far or six months? I thought a year. Oh, okay. Yes. I agree with everything you said that it, really depends on so many factors because I go back to this. I've said it before. You told me this stat of having a good friend, like developing an actual friendship with someone. Researchers have said you have to spend 90 hours with them of like quality time. Of course, that's like, there's not so many things you can't put like data like stats and requirements. Like I can't call someone my good friend until I have spent 90 hours with them. But this does come from somewhere and it is understanding like how relationships develop and how you feel close to a person. So I do, I look back on my high school relationship, my college relationship. And when I said, I love you to them, did I mean it? Like, I'm not really sure because I think what goes into feeling love for you. And it's probably a deep understanding of someone, like feeling safe, feeling like you can trust them, feeling like you have like the difference between love and lust. What is that? And like love and attraction. So if you've been together for a year in a committed relationship, I would hope you'd be at the point where you can feel I love you, feel like you love someone. But then to saying it, I'm the same way. I, I have a hard time with this because I don't like I don't love like the rule of it that a woman or in a heterosexual relationship, like a woman would wait for the guy to say, I love you, but I totally would and always have. So I think if you feel it and want to say it, then sure. But I'm in the same boat as you, where I have always waited just for the satisfaction and probably like a little bit of fear of saying it and not knowing if it was reciprocated. So I just always waited until it was said to me. But I do think if you're kind of like the same lanes on the highway, like it's probable that you'll both be getting in that feeling around the same time. So it wouldn't be like egregious that one person would say it.
1: Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's kind of another reason why I think that I would wait is because like, I don't think like if I was in love with someone and they hadn't said it yet, I don't think I would be like, so mad if they didn't feel it at that moment but i wouldn't want to like right. say it and then have that put them in the position of being like oh i'm not there yet and then kind of having to like wait i have actually a few people tell me in the past couple of months about situations where that happened and then they like stayed together like my one friend was telling me her brother his wife said i love you i think it was like four months in or something and then he didn't say it for like another three months and now they're married and so like that's just like a different a situation where like I guess she was okay with that and then my someone else was just telling me that his friend like he told his girlfriend he loved her and she didn't say it for like over like eight months she just like didn't say it back wow. and then she finally did so I don't know I feel like obviously that happens but it kind of does like bring something else to mind that I've thought about before that like can relate to a lot of different situations where like i think i am like very guilty of doing this where like if i have something like built up in my head or i have something in mind that i like want to talk to somebody i'm dating about and i've like thought about it so much like use my notes up and put together like my speech about what i'm gonna <laughs> say i like always come to a conversation of like exactly what i think they'll say and like exactly what i want them to say And then if they don't say word for word what I want them to say, then I'm not going to be happy. I kind of just always go like a few steps forward of like, well, this is the only outcome. Like, for example, say I was asking somebody to like move in with me, which I've never done before. But like, say I was doing that and they said, oh, I'm not ready. But like, I would be in like three months, which is like a, great fine answer like obviously they're not like not everyone's just gonna be like ready the second you are i would not be happy with that because i would want them to just be like oh i'm ready right now so i think you just have to like approach your conversations with your partner or your friends whoever you're talking to like knowing that they haven't spent the past however long thinking about this like maybe they have but maybe they haven't and if they haven't they might need a little while to like get to that point too right so i think it's just understanding that their response probably isn't going to be in the I love you situation, like hopefully it is, like I love you too. But if the response isn't exactly what you want it to be, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like not the right relationship or like everything's terrible because they're not like on exactly the same page.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you say that and said the stories of those two people who stayed with their partner after not saying I love you. Yeah. I just don't, like, what do you think changed? I've never been in a situation where someone has said I love you and I didn't say it back. Like, I think one that takes like a lot of self-awareness to not people please and like know that you don't, you're not ready to say it. But I wonder like- why? And I guess it grew (laughs) and it got to the point where they did feel certain that they loved them, but it's similar to like, I just think, (laughs) I just think in a relationship, like the best relationships, and this is not obviously always going to happen back to my highway theory, but I do think you kind of like get to these milestones around the same time. Like when I talked to Dan about like, oh, I'm thinking about what our living situation would be like, I'm broached to the topic of moving in. He's like, oh yeah, like I obviously already thought about this. Here's what I was thinking. Or like when he proposed, like I didn't say no. And most people who get proposed to in long-term relationships don't say no. So I'm just like... I just, I'm wondering like what was so, what in those relationships were the two people like on completely different timelines? And I know it happens. One person's ready to say it and the other isn't, but I guess at the point of engagement, like you already know you love them, but I don't hear stories very often of someone proposing and someone else being like, I'm not ready yet. Maybe you've had those conversations in the past.
1: I think that like, I also just think a lot of Men would just, like, never propose unless they were, like, certain the person was going to say yes. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like you would have <laughs> talked about it. And I don't think that that happens very often where it's just, like, a complete surprise and they say no. Um, I used to have, like, this, like, fear and, like, really deep-seated feeling that, like, when someone eventually proposed to me, I would just, like, say no. I don't know why. I just, like, oh, you know those things that you just, like, feel like will happen at some point in your life. Like, and you're just like certain of it. I just was always certain that like, I I don't feel that way anymore.
0: (laughs) I think that probably stemmed from the fear of being in the wrong relationship. Like I always Mm -hmm. had a fear of someone like expressing if any feelings towards me of like love or something like that. And me like wanting to throw up
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because I really don't feel the same way.
1: Yeah. I think I love you and moving in together are the two times when like it, and maybe like asking to be official. Those are like the three times where I feel like it probably is like pretty common to not be on the same page. Like, I think, and I think those are the three times yes, where like, I agree, it's not like a huge red flag if you're not on the same. Like page. I think if you're living together with somebody, you've said, I love you before. and somebody starts talking about engagement and you're like, Whoa, like I'm not ready for that. Like, I think that's kind of like a red flag. Cause I think at that point you really should be mm-hmm. kind of on like a similar path on the same page. Yeah. On the same highway, on the same lane. First,
0: the first three you said are definitely more like vulnerable stages where you're like showing your cards. Like I want to be official. I love you. And I want to move in together. Like you're really, I, I agree. You're, it's very easy for you to be kind of like, not like drastically apart, but like, yeah, maybe six months to a year for moving in like apart.
1: Yeah. Cause somebody did ask about moving in together. There was like a similar question that I feel like we had like a very similar answer to. Somebody said, boyfriend wants to move in after a year I'm not ready tips and so I think the advice would be like the exact same thing it's like I think you need to verbalize in this situation like which would be the same thing like if somebody said I love you and you weren't ready to say it back I think you do want to give like a bit of a reason about why you're not ready like maybe it's like you've never said that before maybe like you said it too soon sometime or like maybe you're like I feel like I'm almost there but like I'm not fully there yet like I think just some explanation if you do want this relationship to continue is like pretty important. And so for this, like moving in together, I said the same thing where I feel like if they want to move in and you're not ready yet, like why aren't you ready yet? Do you, is it because you've never lived alone and you want to live alone for a year? Is it because you're nervous of what it's going to do to impact the relationship? Like, are you nervous about the honeymoon phase ending? Mm -hmm. are you like just not sure this person is for you, I think you have to have like a little bit more. You have to, in my opinion, I think you should be able to say like, I'm not ready now, but I might be in like six months from now. Or like I picture us living together, but not for another year or like whatever it is. I think it does have to come along with like a little bit more than just like, oh no, I'm not ready yet.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that makes sense. Like it's all about having the strong communication and letting the other person know where you are and being open about your feelings. And was it love Amy that, said, if someone says, I love you, and you're not quite ready to say it, her recommended response is we're reading the same book. We're just not on the same chapter. Oh, I don't know if it was her or not, but it sounds like it could have been. Yeah. So I like that because it's is—it's awkward. Someone says, I love you, and you're not ready to say it how you would respond. So it's just acknowledging that you're like getting there. You're really enjoying the relationship and you see this moving forward. You're just like, not totally there yet. And whether it was like, you just said, I've never said I love you to someone before or X, Y, or Z. Just, I think being as open and communicative about how you're actually feeling when someone like does lay out their cards like that and says, I love you or like says they want to move in, like appreciate it and share like how you're actually feeling back.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I only have one other question that I wanted to answer. Which one do you have? This was from a couple of weeks
0: ago. Advice you would give to someone who's not liking anyone they're meeting. It's so tough on apps. So I answered this. I feel like, again, like we don't have so much context when someone asks these questions. But I'm wondering, my first thought was, are you swiping on and going out with the people that would be good matches for you? Or are you like boxing yourself into a certain type and you end up as a result, meeting the same type of person over and over again, who kind of has like all has all the same type, all the same qualities, and you end up being disappointed, or it's not quite what you're looking for. And we talked about this with Anna Kai and she was talking about how there was a certain type of guy that she was always attracted to. We all ended up talking about like whether we used to be attracted to unavailable people and just like going after the same, just repeating the same pattern and never finding the right person because we really had to understand, we have to understand what we're attracted to and why we continue to chase the same thing. And she talked about how she really had to train herself to like, like a nice guy because it was an uncomfortable, different feeling than she was used to in her past. So my first thought from that question was evaluate like the type of people that you're swiping on and the type of people that you're initially attracted to on an app and who you're going out with, because it might be that you're just not opening yourself up or giving yourself an opportunity to meet someone who's actually a really great compatible match for you. And then also taking a look at your own profile and are you like really representing yourself or are you maybe representing what you think people want to see on the app so just authenticity all around and hopefully you'll like start attracting more quality matches and it might feel weird it might feel weird to like go out with someone who you've never someone who you've never like gone out with before
1: yeah I totally agree I feel like I would have answered that question the same way because I feel like that has been like me in the past because I was always going out with like the same types of people and I feel like you do kind of have to like expand the pool of people that you're going out with, whether that's also like asking friends to set you up, but also even like changing up the types of dates you're going on. Like maybe you're always like doing the same type of thing for a date or you're like not giving anyone a chance for a second date or like whatever it is. I think just trying to open up your mindset or strategy around dating a little bit, it would be like very, very helpful in that situation. Because it's the same thing about like feeling like you're not excited about anybody. Like maybe it's just because you're like Yeah. Like you're kind of boxing yourself into all the same situations and you might like really think you know what you want and the type of person that you like and that you're interested in, but it's clearly not working. So I feel like it's a good idea to like switch things up a little bit.
0: Yeah. And maybe just taking, if apps aren't working, taking some time off and putting yourself out there in real life, or like you said, asking people for setups, like maybe you just have some dating burnout from the apps as well.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a lot you can do if you're not feeling excited about your dating life. It definitely happens to everyone. It was definitely happening to me a lot. So I think just changing your mindset is really like the best approach. I loved all these questions. I feel like it's such a good mix of different topics. We have so many more that we want to get into. So we'll save that for our next solo episode, which we're doing every other week or so. So definitely ask us questions in our DMs or when we put up our question box on Instagram every week. And let us know if you like these solo episodes, if you want to hear more of them and what topics you want us to talk about yes thanks much
0: for listening we love doing solo episode and these were great topics wide range from relationships to early dating and we loved it